Welcome to Date Car Pod. I'm Jenna, and I'm back mid-season, off-season, one of the seasons. Who's to say anymore? Uh, I've been really kind of like avoiding Bachelor for the last couple weeks ever since the finale happened, and it's been really good for my mental health. But you know what hasn't been good for my mental health? Deciding to watch Love is Blind with everyone else in America, in the world. And it has been super dramatic and very intense, but also I have enjoyed the fuck out of it. And I'm really excited to talk about it and do a little podcast about it. And this time I had to bring back a friend of mine who's been on the podcast before. We love her. We love her. Please welcome back Kelly. Yay. We have not been talking about it at all. And I cannot wait to hear what you think. Okay. But Kelly, what have we been talking about? Because I will say like, I'm surprised you and I are not fighting or something because we've been like up each other's ass for a full week in our Gaylor chat, just literally like every day, all day in our Gaylor chat for an entire like 10 days. Dude, a full year. <laughs> that too. When did that Gaylor chat start? Yeah, at least over a year ago. Yeah. and it, Yeah. Oh my God. But it's been really because our, 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 everyone's favorite gay broken up with her boyfriend or he broke up with her who's to say love is blind love is also a battlefield oh i would love if she sang that and did a cover of that um yeah do we have any thoughts real quick about taylor swift that we want to drop i mean so you did go to the concert a couple weeks ago how yes. was it it was the best night of my life i tried really hard to stay off my phone for most yeah. of it except for the secret songs i called you yeah it's so true um i got Jump in fall and the lucky one. She said it sucks to be a celebrity, played it, and then broke up with her boyfriend. So maybe I gave her the strength to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, we've called it. You literally called it in your mm-hmm. I think we're we're a part of um a very just nasty subgroup of people who weren't surprised by this news and were perhaps excited. So because we don't believe it was like real. Let's just be honest. <laughs> It sounds really bad. That's the thing, right? If that relationship was real, then I am also happy for Taylor, right? Actually, yeah. You know what? I am happy regardless because we should be happy when people break up because there's probably a good reason they break up and we should be celebrating both people. You know, like, hey, good. Good for you. You know? (laughs) Very related to Love is Blind because like it's how, how heteronormative and like how weird is it that people want people to stay in relationships mm-hmm. that are like care mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or like feel like I don't know it, but we watch reality tv about it so mm, it's so true like the advice I would give a friend you or anyone else is like nothing at all what I'm saying when I'm like watching these tv shows and like <laughs> screaming at the tv like it's like so funny how I can have this duality in my <laughs> my own personal like space <laughs> it's gonna be an amazing summer Mm-hmm. cruel summer if if you would say. um i don't know if you've looked at the gaylor chat in the last minute Mm-mm. i bought a street light today from facebook marketplace in honor of taylor swift's death by a thousand cuts so that's where i'm at <laughs> that's where i'm at right now it's cute i can't wait my i'm making my husband go get it too so <laughs> oh my god iconic um yeah please if please tell me how, who is that song about if it weren't for somebody else, <laughs> not named Joe. <laughs> not about Joe. Not about Joe. Okay. Wow. Also, isn't it weird that she wrote like a really iconic breakup song in 2019? Mm-hmm. Really silly and goofy of her. So silly and goofy. So silly and goofy. 
Okay, so let's get into season four of Love is Blind. Yes, you and I, we have not talked about this very much because I think we were just in the zone with it. So yeah, let's talk about, like, did you like this season? What were your thoughts, you know, compared to last season? Like, I definitely think there's there are some new elements to it. Like, people have been talking about how it was definitely more reality te- television, you know, esque than previous seasons. And I would agree with that. I liked it. So uh, the oh, I've seen all of the seasons of Love is Blind except for season two, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's been my favorite one so far. Mm-hmm. I thought that I think the casting was really good. These people were weirdos. I mm-hmm. liked watching them. They were mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. True. True. Yeah, it was. I agree. I was invested. I was even invested in the villains. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I was invested in some of the love stories of it all. Like, you know, we'll talk about our least favorite couples and we'll talk about our favorite couples and why Kwame and Chelsea are the one. <laughs> no. Um, and we'll get into that. I mean, so Kelly and I aren't going to like recap or recap. We're just going to like talk about the couples and talk about the drama and kind of the reunion of it all, which was like such a fucking, uh, oh my God, what a shit show. It was so, okay, so... I had seen so many people upset about it that I was expecting it to be horrible. So I kind of liked it because I was, I was expecting like it to be even worse. But if I would have just watched that live, I would have been so confused at what they thought they were doing. Yeah. Because I was expecting it to be bad, which is, you know, that's a good, that's a good thing for me to learn in life is just to have lower expectations. I'll enjoy things more, but yeah, true. True, true, true. Well, you know, it was when I say it's a shit show, it was like such a shit show because like it, you know, at eight o'clock Western or East Coast time, it started crashing and it just like fully did not work. Everyone was like, what the fuck? I kept seeing all these Instagram stories being like, my way, one friend was like, all our snacks are gone already. Like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> it wouldn't load. You were waiting to watch it, right? Yeah, I tried. I ended up giving up. But... Yeah. Oh, and so I hadn't seen the finale episode that had aired on the Friday yet. So I was watching it and and I keep getting all this like info coming into me that the live reunion is not loading and whatever. So I was like, well, hopefully it'll be available when we're done watching the wedding episode. And sure enough, it was. But I'll tell you what, it had probably only been uploaded to Netflix by like 20 minutes. And it was so glitchy and so poorly done i don't know when you finally watched it yesterday they had maybe ironed out some of the editing things but there was so many funny moments where they like the cameras didn't know where they were aiming uh vanessa we'll get into the vanessa of it all but like she was also like clearly so like uh nervous about all of what was happening and like at one point when they were talking to marshall then we heard uh somebody from the control edit room like their microphone was on oh no no that was not in what i saw because it didn't load for me until like 2 p.m the next day they took it down to fix it because it was so glitchy and weird and truly what did the control room guy say was it anything juicy no but like all of a sudden marshall was like literally saying something like kind of important and then all of a sudden vanessa's like oh so sorry marshall I think we're hearing the control room. <laughs> just hear other people talking. Oh my so god! Um, and like they would go to like cut to like oh, and then when they did this really stupid joke where they were like, oh, we got to see what Tiffany and Brett looked like on their wedding fantasy suite or whatever, and then they get cut to the scene of her sleeping to make the worst joke that's ever been made on television ever. 
But like that edit that I saw was like it it like took like a full 30 seconds before like that video. <laughs> like oh, it was so Oh my god. Oh, I loved it so much. So I really enjoyed it because I just liked watching Netflix like scramble and like just like embarrass themselves and why do I feel bad at my job why do I always feel so like I'm not good yeah don't ever feel bad at your job like and this is like what Netflix is doing (laughs) and for listeners in my Janon you want to hear it somebody at ABC was up to this right it was Chris Harrison (laughs) oh wait no he doesn't care he wants love is blind to win probably now no it was just one of the producers for sure uh sabotaging it because like Everyone's talking about it, like, if if Netflix and all these other streaming services can successfully do live reunion shows, then, like, network TV really want to watch its ass. So I just thought that was kind of funny. Chris' tweet about it was that you know that there was someone at Netflix, some engineer who for weeks has been like, y'all, this isn't going to work. We don't have the capacity to do this. It's going to be too many people. And they've just been ignored for weeks. You know that person, call someone. Get on a podcast. We want to hear what happened. Yeah, come on to this podcast, please. No, truly, I did. I said to my <laughs> the um, woman who was watching it with me, I was like, uh, I know that they had meetings and there was somebody being like, guys, I don't think yes. this is, I don't think we're ready for this. And they were just like, shut up. <laughs> it's probably a woman. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So let's, who, what couple do you want to talk about first? Ah. <sighs> I don't know. Let's start. Let's start with Paul oh, and yes. Micah and like the mean girl of it yes, all. Yes, that's a good one. Okay, great. So Paul and Micah are two individuals that I was deeply confused about for most of the season. Like Paul kind of describes himself as this kind of like crunchy, um, analytical person who's a little bit on the hippie side, likes women who have like armpit hair, et cetera, et cetera. Was he the one who likes bitches? Yeah. Uh-huh. He loved that. And then Micah is this, like, bottle blonde uh, kind of aesthetic influencer lady um, who, in the pods, was a part of the trio, or the, the duo of the Mean Girls, which was her and Arena. And they were, this is where it comes to be very, like, it was reality television-y, because these two women were just, like, total, yeah, total fucking cunts. Like, they really were. Yeah. They were just, like, laughing at all the other women whenever they were sad. Um, making weird faces to each other. I felt like I was definitely watching, like, I don't watch Big Brother, but I imagine this is what it felt like. This is what it would be like if you were watching yeah, Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, I don't watch Big Brother either, but I would every time I see clips, it's just like, yeah, they were like running around like they were literally mean girls at a slumber party. It was wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, as someone who loves slumber parties, it would be literally be my heaven to be trapped with a bunch of women, mm-hmm. a bunch of lonely women looking for love, mm-hmm. and just running around and being mean. What a waste yeah, of that opportunity that they have. Yeah, truly, truly. So, Arena was who, Arena and Bliss were two of the women who this, sorry, no, we're talking about Paul still. So, Paul ends up picking Micah uh, to propose to. They get engaged. She was dating Kwame. And, you know, she decided she didn't want to be with him, I guess, and they broke up. And it was kind of weird because the show edited it to look like Kwame was really, really upset and really sad about it. And that Chelsea was his second choice. Um, They kind of elaborated on the reunion that that's like not the case. And we'll get into that a little bit. And then 
But basically their drama of their relationship for the majority of like the time they were all together was that like, where were they going to live? Their lifestyles are kind of too different. Um, She lives part time in Scottsdale. And but like other than that, they kind of I don't know, like sometimes I got confused. I got like I got uh tricked by the editing where I was like, maybe they actually are well suited for each other because they did seem to like have a bond. Communicate very well. Yeah, right. Like, I felt that. But then the real crux a little bit is that eventually he goes and meets her friend, her friends at a birthday party. And Shelby is this woman who was her birthday and she was so trashed. All we saw was them trash. Like, who knows? (laughs) They're all drunk on this show. It's another Mm -hmm. thing. Like, these people are falling in love so drunk. The whole pod situation, like, this is embarrassing, but no one knows me, whatever. Mm -hmm. Being in the pods reminds me of when I used to, like, be on Yahoo chat rooms as a preteen. Mm. <laughs> and you'd fall in love, like, in a chat room. Yeah, I never see the person. I love that. Like, you get sent a photo that's not the person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I was, like, 12 and 13, I mean, my friends used to catfish people in Yahoo chat rooms pretty all the time. But... But that's the deep feeling. It just looks like watching teenagers fall in love. It looks like watching teenagers fall in love. It's just such a like, it's a weird, weird thing to watch. And what Micah did that was interesting is like, she did it to both Kwame and Paul was she like, it was more about her leaving than them Mm -hmm. connecting. It was Mm -hmm. more to both of them gave kind of ultimatums kind of like mm-hmm. well, I'm with someone else to start both of them mm-hmm. while she made up her mind which mm-hmm. I think is just like an interesting way to start a relationship really out of like fear of someone else getting what you want like mm-hmm. like wolves so true no yeah I do I feel like I remember yeah Paul was like almost making that choice out of like desperation because he thought he was going to lose Micah. Well, he actually he was like, I think if we both decided, it was very like, if we both decided to pursue each other, then I'd be more comfortable pursuing each other or something like that. Right. And no, no one else. Interesting. Yeah. So we get to their wedding day and you know, I I was like under the impression they would probably get together because she was posting about him a good amount on Instagram. And I was like, oh, maybe this is actually going to work out. Um, I don't really know. And then turns out it didn't. <laughs> so here's, here's what happened. She basically says after they give their little vows and things, then the priest is like, you know, do you, Micah, take Paul? to be your loser husband. And she's like, you know, I think it would only be the most fair and the most honorable thing for our relationship. If I give you the opportunity to answer this first, I can tell by your tone. We disagree about her, about her, uh, what's the word intentions. I get, I I believe why she said she'd do that. Cause that is so shit. I would do. I would so do that. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, I think the internet is basically like, okay, so she either, she basically said she just wasn't sure if he was fully in and she really wanted to make sure that he was committed to her and he she had doubts and so she wanted to really like the only thing she needed left was really a show from him and i and i yeah i agree and i think if it was in real life i would do that 
Like, did you only do it because you didn't want to embarrass me? Mm. I really do think they were, they had care for one another. Mm. And I think, you know, mm. so, yeah, mm. I mean, I don't know. I'm also, I could totally do see myself pounding my husband forever if, if that's how it went down. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Because, and listen, because I will say uh, to kind of your side of it, Paul, at one point, yeah, when she says like, would you have said, or Vanessa was like, would you have said yes? If she had said yes. And he was like, I would like to think that in the moment I would have still said no. But he's like, but I don't know. So like, that is a point to this direction of like, clearly Uh, this man is kind of like that. So, right. But you know, the other flip of the coin is that she did it because she knew it would give her a better edit to be the victim in that situation. Um, And, you know, I could see both sides to it. Uh, Good point. Okay, good point. Unless she was afraid he'd say yes to not embarrass her and she'd be trapped married to him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I can see. That's a very good point, Kelly. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And then we'll say, like, the big drama since then is that then on screen during the show, he says one of the reasons I said no was that I couldn't see her being a mother. She has no maternal instincts. And that was fucked. And I think we're all unanimously anti-Paul in this moment. Why would you say that about someone on on television? So rude. Gross. Gross. And he's like, tries to backtrack it on the reunion. Like, oh, I I just, I don't know if I'm even ready to have a kid. And I just didn't see us together having kids. Like, fine, sure. You didn't see you guys having kids. I didn't inspire that in you. It's such a weird thing. He's such a like, I don't know, kind of a nice guy. Mm. Like, that's such a weird way to talk about a woman. Like. I didn't inspire maternalistic feelings in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like a report card. No, yeah, totally. I do kind of agree with what he said. Like, you can't make someone change because then they'll resent you and the relationship, like, ultimately won't work. But mm-hmm. no, I agree. But I think, like, he just, he they just weren't, you know, well suited for each other. He did not need to say that, though. He did not need to bring her, like, nurturing maternal instincts into play. Like, it was really rude. It was weird for him to say that because I felt like he was otherwise holding a lot back. Mm-hmm. So it was weird that he like went there when mm-hmm. it felt like there were other things he was couching and not saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's the theme of this whole season, y'all. I think there was a lot of things being couched and not said. And I can understand why because the fans have been very vicious. Uh, so let's not forget to talk about that. I want to talk about that a little later. Okay, next up. Who... Should we talk about next? That leads us kind of to Irina. Yeah, let's get into her. Yeah. Okay. So Irina is like the side little person to that. There was a moment, of course, where she was like kind of flirting with Paul. And that really set up a whole thing too as well, where uh, Michael was like, you know, anxious that Paul wanted Irina. Like, I don't, I don't know if I saw that, but that was like kind of a side thing happening. But so Irina is the other main girl and she was originally dating uh, Zach um also known as the third uh, property brother and uh he is this lawyer who's kind of eccentric a little goofy he got a very weird edit that made him look like a a creep half the time half the season this is so embarrassing but i i was very endeared to zach and bliss more and more and more throughout the whole yeah i kind of like zach yeah as much as him like a man, as much right. as but like I didn't hate him. I I didn't. I I wondered a lot why the wi- other women didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Right. 
like well there's smoke there's usually fire but I mm, yeah I never really disliked him I just thought the edit was really goofy uh-huh. and I I had conflicted feelings during the time that he was engaged to arena because I didn't like that the show was whether it was producers or just inherently the show concept was making her overlook her ix. Now, what it is, is essentially Arena did not find him attractive. That's what it is. And they could never fully say it um, on the show, but that is what happened. And she kind of alluded to it finally in the reunion and she wasn't attracted to him and she had a panic attack as soon as she saw him and wanted to go. And this was like a big bombshell for me is that she basically kind of like outed the show for convincing slash like forcing her to stay on the show. And, uh, you know, there's some gossip on Reddit. Next to a man. She did. Oh, I hated that so much. Yeah, that's messed up. Also, it would have been. Here's what I don't get about that. And this is what I don't get about a lot of Bachelor stuff, too, is like, wouldn't it have made better TV? If they did like a day and it didn't work and they kept bliss and then they were like, you want to go back in the pods and talk more to bliss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then we got to watch the bliss and Zach in Mexico. Cause I would have liked to have seen bliss and Zach in Mexico, mm-hmm. but like, no. why is it better TV to make someone be mean to someone? They knew that that would make her look bad. Mm-hmm. It's like on reality dating shows. It's mean to not like someone mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is a messed up we should talk about that maybe i don't know mm-hmm. no so yeah no it is and so i was like really i was really bothered by it and i genuinely was like i wanted to like defend her so much and i did kind of defend her but people were like she's such a bitch and i'm like yeah she is and she was being mean to him but like i genuinely could feel her ick and that's like such a trigger for me and if somebody is making me go past my fucking icks that is not okay and, like, you know, season one, Jessica and Mark, I believe his name was, like, she clearly had her ick as well. And I didn't agree with it because like, I thought he was hot. And, like, I also I also think Zach is cute, too. And so I was, like, not seeing it. I was like, Arena, he's actually pretty cute. But, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, and, it yeah, the whole concept of the show is wild because you aren't allowed to say it. I really feel like you should be allowed to say it. I really feel like you should be able to say, like, yeah, sure, I did this experiment. I fell in love with the person. And then when I saw them, turns out love isn't blind. And then you just get to leave. <laughs> yeah, love's not blind. It's also, like, she was really mean. Mm-hmm. But she did say things that made me believe what she was saying in the reunion. Mm-hmm. And she was honestly, she was like, I was so mean to you. Mm-hmm. Like, and she was really, really. She was. I, I Like, I wasn't saying the entire time. I was like, oh, well, let me cuddle up Arena and protect her. Like, there was definitely times I was like, oh, my God, this is really. No, this is very hurtful. And you are being like. Oh, no, truly. Like, uh, yeah. Well, like, I, there, on the like, other side all, or Zach did not deserve that to, like, be felt like he was being, like, you know, a leper or whatever. But. I don't know. Like, it was just so uncomfortable to watch. It's also, okay, here's another thing, too, to the other side of the coin. Like, if you're a man, if you're Zach, and you can tell a woman's not into you, then you need to stop it. Like, could he tell if, a like, she was telling him she didn't like him Mm -hmm. by being a huge bitch. Mm -hmm. And I think she'd agree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And so, like, when a woman tells you, like, she dodged the first kiss. She's like, you're mm-hmm. not blind. She picked on him. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not good, guys. Mm-hmm. I know, no, you know, no one who needs to hear that is probably listening to this. But, like. <laughs> no, true. There were times where I, I didn't. I was like, I'm not going to subscribe this to Zach because I don't know him. I think he's a nice guy. But, like, I wanted to kind of be like, mm, if you don't, if you're not getting enthusiastic yes for me. You need to not touch me. <laughs> Which, oh, okay. This is, I should have, this is kind of funny. I should have said this in the beginning. Um, We had recently canceled our Netflix account because uh, we're budgeting because I'm seeing Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And so for the, it, like, like the last of the season, I was able, I'm, I'm on a, I got a password now, but nice. before I was using um Clues Corner to watch <laughs> the first couple of episodes. Shout out to bachelor clues <laughs> so i had like a really unhinged like sports anchor in the bottom corner of my screen and he said something about like wondering if maybe there's some neurodiverse mm-hmm. stuff that he recognized mm-hmm. and yeah. so if he like that's another thing too like maybe not everybody can do indirect hints like that yes, such a good point verbal. yes that's so a like point. The, mm-hmm. the producer should have facilitated that because mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. they could see that like the producers i think the onus is on the producers here yes. like yes. back like back in all men and anyone when mm-hmm. someone is not mm-hmm. when someone is telling you there are lots of ways to be told that they someone doesn't like you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but there are there is something to be said for um uh, you know reading certain social cues and Nonverbal cues. Not everyone is great at that. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, I it, it that's where I'm saying like the the producers are the ones that are the villains for me in this one. So, but I will say, epic breakup scene. I fucking live, laugh, loved it. It was yes, so fucking yes. funny. <laughs> it was. It was also weirdly calm. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. I love that they weren't like mad at each other. Really, they're just like, this is like this is trash. Like, let's be done. Um, and he was roasting her. She was roasting him. It's great. Um, so then he meets up with Bliss and then they get together. That was also a struggle for me for sure for a while because it just like I was still writing this weird edit of him and I was like, does Bliss even like him? And I for the longest time was like, I can't read her. I just really couldn't read her and I couldn't tell if they should have put it back in the pods. Yeah. They should have put Zach and Bliss back in the pods for a little while and mm-hmm. then done an engagement blind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done another yeah. Blind engagement. They did that wrong. Should have yeah. ended earlier and put him back in the pods and gotten him in mexico true um but i don't know if bliss would have handled that well either because bliss her cross the bear the rest of the season was that she was you know pretty put off that he didn't choose her first um and all that stuff and like i get it i too i do um part of me is a little like "Eh, it's part of the show it's part of the thing like it you know like we can't really hold him against that um the entire time he thought she was nice yeah he got tricked. He got tricked. I know. And that was like the thing is Bliss was trying to subtly tell him Irina was not a good person. And he did not listen to that. And he, I mean, he definitely talked about it to Paul and other people. like, I did not trust my gut. I definitely like, went wrong. But, you know, now he knows. I will say that. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes when you date something, it's not good for you. Then you date the next person. It's like, you know, because of the previous experience. So we get to the, well, so Bliss's parents, their, their divorce um she meets they meet the mom she's wonderful the sisters they really love it and are supportive the dad was not super supportive but we found out on the reunion show that zach did get to 
um, bond with the dad. They're all good now. Um, and I guess, yeah, so they get married. I mean, I was, I was kind of, I didn't know. I didn't know that one would work, but I, it seems like they're happy. I mean, shout out to my father, rest in peace, but that so would have been my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad kind of treated my actual husband that way when he, when he came to our house. I love that. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Oh, um, and then I guess also we'll just say that Zach said, hey, go check out my Instagram for the real receipts. And uh, of course, there's been jokes about how he needs to know what the definition of receipts is. But I think he was making a point. He really wanted to showcase his story more. And I did read it. I didn't read it the first day, but he posted it because I was like, I don't have time to read this. You can't expect me to read this. (laughs) But I did end up reading it today. And it was really sweet. And it really resonated with my own personal story with my mother who also experienced addiction and mental health mental illness um struggles her entire her life until she passed away so i was very like it was very touching and i am glad i actually ended up reading it so i'm a stan now i guess i'm a fucking stan i like bliss too she's so nice she's great yeah there's literally nothing wrong with that woman really really good edit (laughs) yeah where she's like one of those like i have a really good friend who makes me feel like an ogre because she's so sweet yeah yeah like disney princess sweet yeah yeah no she is such a disney she her face is so pretty she's like in her hair yeah very disney princess (laughs) uh speaking of other disney princess tiffany stunning gorgeous it was a really really fun relationship to watch it was i mean it's always the the best relationship is always the best part of the season it's always like the who was it i didn't watch season two but who was it oh last year was um uh alexa and brennan oh yeah 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 those are always the best ones are like the sweet ones that are legit Mm -hmm. like they were ridiculous Mm -hmm. yeah and so she got engaged to brett who was just like another stand-up wonderful man he had a really great story about being like discovered at a young age um creating like shoe designs and is it does he work for nike is that what it was yeah, and shout out to a fellow college dropout who yes is i am here for that and he has really great parents she we didn't really get to meet her parents until like the wedding day they were really great as well i really loved her dad um Dude, with his brother i know we're jumping ahead yeah well, i can wait but no, the aggro with me comment i love that family that is and- how brothers should talk to each other yes okay the moment he said that i was like oh my god yes be my friend like that is the kind of man i would be friends with so good yeah um then you know so yeah there was nothing wrong in this relationship oh everything was great she (laughs) fell asleep and that was adorable fine and and she was stressed one time okay whatevs (laughs) she got stressed before a wedding it was probably her period and (laughs) he took beautiful portraits of her and they probably just like stare in each other's eyes and have great sex every day. That's what I so gorge. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Do you remember that scene when they were like in the in Mexico and they were like <laughs> some top? Like, Damn. I would also like to say like this is maybe the moment we talk about. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved seeing that kind of booty on top of a man. Yep. So yes. So uh, Roses for Everybody has been campaigning for even Love is Blind to do better because they do need to do better. And so I will just say both Bliss and Tiffany, and I believe there was other one other woman in the pods that was also a little curvy. I would still probably say all of those women were are straight sized in clothing. 
However, would they have been cast on The Bachelor? No, no. And I bet none of them look like children. Exactly. Exactly. So I will say that was so refreshing. It was so great. I genuinely like during that scene was like, oh my god, I'm seeing like thigh dimples. Oh, like I my I like levitated yes. to like. Another I mean, I can point. still see it, and I don't know what Literally. kind of, <laughs> but I can still see it in my head right this now. Is so oh, good. And then, like, I mean, I'm sorry, Irina was also like a little curvy, and I was like, I love a fat villain, you know? Like, oh my god, this is what we've been talking about. So I was really. Yeah, but you know, like I have to say, like it's just I, the duality in my head. I like absolutely loved it, but also I'm like I'm really annoyed that I'm giving praise for the most bare minimum, and it made me mad that I had to be like, "Yay, I saw thigh dimples!" Like yeah, you know, like exactly. I hate that that is like something I thought of, but let's just be honest, it was there. <laughs> well, it's also like it makes me think. Okay, I would hate it if. Okay, because in The Bachelor, especially with race, they put, they like, we'll have diverse casting, but we'll cast leads who don't actually, or people on a cast who don't actually date people of different races and have Mm -hmm. no history of doing so. Mm -hmm. And it would be the same with fat people. Mm -hmm. And like, something that would really bug me and make the viewing experience of Love is Blind feel like a TLC show would be if they had fat people in the pods. And then had uh, people on the other side who didn't date fat people. And then the whole thing is like, can I overcome mm-hmm. be with this fat person? I would fucking hate that hate show. That. Absolutely. And that's kind of what we got last season with yeah. um, Zineb and, and Cole. Yes. And I'm glad that everybody. Well, and imagine if it was, if she was, if they had someone like my size, mm-hmm. the pods and like mm-hmm. that. I just, I would hate to watch that. And like, but I don't know. But yeah, your point stands, but it would just, it it would become a nasty TLC show if they didn't actually cast people who dated fat people. No, which is what they need to do. I mean, that's the answer, you know, but I I know we're like a long way from that, but we need to get there. And that's like, that's our hope is you need to have a more even casting with like actual people who, because that's the same thing with The Bachelor. That's what we said. Like the leads have to be able to, have to be open and, interested not yes. just open but interested in dating yes. people of all races so it's like you know like we had ari like clearly that was a problem because ari is not going to date a black person so like that we don't can't have that ever again like what's so frustrating with fatness too is it's so hard unless someone has a history of dating fat people sure. it's hard to even suss out people in your own life who you love whether absolutely. or not they're a fat person let's be real absolutely right no, like, absolutely how do you mm. I, I kind of them all being stereotypically hot proves love's not fucking blind because they're all hot they're all hot all of the people on all of these seasons have been hot yeah like true. stereotypically hot obviously yeah. i think people are hot right but like stereotypically hot these are people yeah. who would who could maybe i don't know book a gig or are on instagram or whatever mm-hmm. but i don't know so true uh yeah so they I mean, they get married wonderful great reunion there was no drama you know yeah really I, i'm excited to see them do great though it's gonna be awesome um let's see here let's talk about my other favorite couple chelsea and kwame i liked chelsea did you like chelsea i love I chelsea them. i did my only yeah my only like thoughts i even had about her all season was just that i mean not much i mean that's the thing is like i think even when she was like 
the edit, of course, made it seem like she was like a little bit of a clinger and that she was a little bit of, like, I wanted to have babies right away and blah, blah, blah. And wouldn't like let him like whatever, maybe not choose to be with her. But I don't see that. I didn't see that. I saw it as just like a very assured woman who had some relationship trauma, but had gone to therapy and knew what she wanted and was like wanting to talk about it. And and like, I also think so. Yeah, I guess the only critique would be that she was not willing at all to like maybe move somewhere else. But like she has her job established. Like, that's not a problem. Kwame is the one who's lived in Portland. Like they, you know, like that's not... That's not even his fault. You know, that's the show's fault, essentially. For I loved it when he was like, Seattle's too expensive. That was so real. It is. That was, such a, in Portland. that was such a funnier, more like real moment than we ever get on The Bachelor. Like that was so like, oh my God. That felt like being on someone's like Instagram stories or something like that. Oh, and that's why I also like loved him. Of course, the moments where he was like flirting again with Micah were not great but I also think he handled those well otherwise like they I got I felt so much more I felt like he was respecting Chelsea way more than Cole did you know in previous season and in the moment that was very similar and I uh just like I I thought that he was trying to he was just trying to work through his feelings and he was and I his whole thing about like I'm not sure I'm I'm compromising too much and I'm having to give up a lot in order to do this I just related to that so hard the entire season because, like, even if he desperately wants to get married and, like, maybe there's some other things to be said about maybe he was trying to do it to be on TV because he was trying to get on Love or Married at First Sight or something like that as well prior to being on Love is Blind. Like, whatever. But, like, I, I just relate to, like, living a single life and then having to do complete, like, zero to hundred living with a person and, like, changing your entire, like, lifestyle. And he said as much on the reunion. He's like, I, I travel a lot. I do all these things. And then, I don't know, it just was great. He's like, her and I talked about how we can transition me into a different, a little bit more of a steady lifestyle that I want. They also seem to have good communication and good, like, they seem to, I like to listen, hearing them talk to each other. I do. I feel bad. I feel like they got a bad edit. I feel like they could have gotten mm -hmm. Tiffany and Brett edit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like they could have gotten that. Exactly. And I don't know. They they put some stuff of Kwame in there that just made it look like he was dragging his feet. I think more than he really was. Mm -hmm. And, and then, I, like, you don't blame him for not, you know, the mother not being around. Like that would that would mess me up too. Yeah. Also, I don't know that I might be like, I'd really want to go through with the process. I think because I would be embarrassed if I didn't. But I might, if I were Chelsea in that moment, have been like, I love you. This is, do you want to wait? Mm -hmm. Like, do you want, do you want to, you know? Yeah. Like, you thought maybe your mother would come around and she's not. So, like, let's do this yeah, the right wait. way or whatever. Like, let's take our time. And, yeah. I might have, I might have offered, I might have put that on the table for my spouse. Mm -hmm. But, like, mm -hmm. it just made him look like he was dragging his feet a lot more mm -hmm. than he was. And that would be so hard for me to deal with if I were her watching the show mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ugh, I would hate that that's really unfair right she said that she was like we, I knew it was coming because like we've talked about it extensively but it was not fun to watch and I was like yeah because they really did try to make him look like he was wanting to maybe be with Micah although like again though I still was like I saw through the edit I felt like he wasn't doing it as much as I the flirting with Micah didn't bother me. I I like flirting. Yeah. My husband can flirt. I can flirt. 
Flirting's great. We flirt I love all that. The time. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't mind the flirting. The flirting with Micah didn't bother me that much. It was the him being like, I just don't know all the time. Him mm-hmm. just not fe- seeming as excited as Brett. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they should have shown more excited moments. So true. Like, even if they showed all the moments of him being like, I don't want to move. Mm-hmm. They should have given Chelsea. There were definitely moments where he was excited to get married. Oh, and you're they, great. Yeah. And, they, and, they and that's more that. what I mean. That's a good point. Good point. Um, Yeah. But they did get married and they moved to Seattle. He moved up to Seattle. They have a, a very stunning view because it is yeah, expensive. Wow. Kwame, you're right. But apparently he got the money because. <laughs> it's expensive because where are you living? Yeah, exactly. And he was living in the bougie part of Northwest Portland prior. I could tell by the, like, the windows and my friend Blue, um, our our friend, their partner, one of Riley, they work at the pizza place. It's, like, a block away from it. And Riley was like, that's, I know the building. Like, oh, my gosh. That's and it's a really bougie area. So, like, you know. Dude, this apartment was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Good. Cheers to them. Love that. Hope it works out. I really do hope they're they're one of the long ones to to last. It made me really happy. Chelsea did eventually meet his mother at a holiday gathering and everything is good. So that's really sweet. Also, I didn't see that people on Twitter thought that his sister was an actress. That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's so funny. <laughs> so she was really good on camera. Truly. She should be the host. Oh, mm. she would not have asked every single person. When are you giving me a baby? That was that made me want to. If she would have asked me that on stage, just like yeah, truly, like I yeah, it's already a shit show. This entire finale reunion show is such a shit show. I would have just turned to her and be like, Vanessa, no, <laughs> like I was having the first baby, <laughs> and then like each asking each person, including. Josh and Jackie, who are like, I mean, that relationship is a whole thing. We're going to get into it. But like, like, we don't know what's really going on. But the bare minimum, that's probably not the relationship that needs to be having a baby right now. And so like the fact that she's like any little JJ's coming. Like, I was like, Vanessa, are you insane? Yeah. So yeah, let's get into the last relationship to talk about, which is between Marshall and Jackie. And the triangle being with Josh. So Marshall and Jackie were dating the pods. She was also seeing this uh, guy named Josh. Uh, we didn't see much of him in the pods. Yeah, because wait, okay. So did you hear this one thing that happened? I guess he did get engaged to somebody else. Or he got, yeah, he got engaged to another woman. Oh. Yeah. And they didn't show it at all. And what happened? They Their engagement. They, they, they broke up like pretty much like right away. Yeah, it was like, I think another situation where she like didn't like she saw him and was like, I don't I don't want it or whatever. And then, yeah, why don't they show us that? Right. Truly. They're not really telling us the experiment if they're only showing us Mm -hmm. if they're only focusing on it would be so interesting to talk about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's not about it's not about who is attractive. It's about what people are attracted to. And that would be such an interesting thing to dig into or whatever. No, and I think it would almost, like, raise the stakes of the couples that do make it through, right? You're like, okay, so this person did get engaged, but then once they saw each other, it didn't work out. So then these four couples over here that did make it through the time, like, that raises the level. like It builds a lot more stakes. Yeah, so I think that they should consider doing that next time. Because I I guess it happened last season, too. Want to know those stories! Right. So she ends up connecting with Marshall a little bit more, you know... They get engaged. I don't know. I didn't. I, uh, 
I really liked her. I still really like her. I, 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 okay. I think they're both kind of shitty. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think he was full of shit. He was, thank acting. you. <laughs> he was acting. He did not, even in the pot, he was acting. He was like, he was, you cannot convince me he was not acting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think either of them are monsters. And I think either of them have, both have like good, good qualities. And I think that he is probably generally a nice guy. But I also think, as you said earlier, he's a nice guy. And we didn't even have to qualify that earlier because I think everyone knows who's listening what a nice guy means. And I kind of feel like he's a little bit of that guy. You know, like when he called her a project, I like threw my fucking drink. I was like, that is so like that. Uh, just like said that with cameras there. Like exactly. What is he saying? Like behind cameras, like. And I get that you've probably put yourself into this situation where you are often in relationships where you're with somebody who needs like, who needs to just be in therapy and not like in a relationship. And you become this person who's a fixer. I get that that can be a cycle that you've put yourself in and that doesn't make you a horrible person. But like, you don't get to walk away being like, I have nothing to do with that. Like, you don't have a part in that, you know? Yeah. No, watching them fight was really like... If my husband gave me the kind of platitudes he gave when I was dealing with real stress and pain, uh, I wouldn't be able to hang. I That would make me really upset. That would not calm me. Like, what do you need? I'm here. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, that makes me sound like such an asshole. <laughs> no, I, I hear what you're saying, though. Because, like, within your project, like, it wasn't real care or love. It wasn't. No, true. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, like, maybe if you hadn't said that other part, then, okay, maybe I can believe your platitudes that you're just like, I'm, I'm not going to run. I'm going to be here for you, you know? And he, all he said, he he made he was not going to marry her. He, he said that he would have made it to the aisle. He would have made it to the altar. He's like. He was really into like she cheated me out of this process. I got cheated from this process. He was he and we took like it's the it's the currency. He wanted to be hurt. I don't know. That makes me sound mean. He he like he like I think he enjoyed that she didn't like him, so he pretended to like her more. Right. And I think that's a cycle people get in, right? Yeah. They yeah, it's both like a fixer, but also yeah, like a I'm, I'm, yeah, the person I'm seeking, I need to constantly try to get their, like, their, like, attention and validation. And then it, yeah, it, like, kind of helps my, whatever, like, issues I have of insecurity or something, you know, um, which is, and doesn't, again, doesn't make him a monster, but it's just, like, I think you both were not in a position to, like, get in a, that, this, like, this experiment was not meant for either of you. And, like, to, to Jackie's flaws, like, she the thing is it's like she was going through a lot and like frankly she shouldn't have been on the show because like she really is in a position where she's taking care of her father who's sick and she has all these things she deserves love that's not the point but like maybe not this show and you know i think that she's also equally in a toxic cycle of seeking relationships that are um not emotionally vulnerable uh or maybe a little toxic as well she does seem to have like like to bicker and say some you know horrible shit to people and um you know there were times that definitely like i would have been frustrated like watching her being like i don't i can't talk at all like walking away like the communication wasn't good like it did sound like like when he 
it was like midnight and he was like so what do you need from me and she just looked so exasperated i get it though yes yes i get that majorly i would have been like no thank you i really have to get up in the morning we can talk about this tomorrow right um but you know telling him to boss up man up there was so Uh. much like her her views on like uh gendered concepts is really like rough and so there's really no excuses for that like that's just it she just has a really toxic outline of what like masculinity is what femininity is and so does most of this country and i'd love it to be unpacked but you know she she was like making him feel bad for like not wanting like they obviously were having intimacy issues because they were having emotional (laughs) like relationship issues and she's like, you need to, you need to man up. You need to rough me around. You need to do whatever. And it was like, I, I understand his hurt. And so like him leaving, you know, like I understood that. Oh, and... he was slut shaming her though. Oh. He was like, she wants me to, she wants me to do it. It felt like to me, she was asking him to be more decisive mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and more, take more initiative. Mm-hmm. And like, he was like, she's a whore. And the way he was saying it, like, he was, like, worried about her mental health or, oh, mm-hmm. she, I don't know what she wants. Like, that's when he was at a party, when was that? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That made me really, like, that's gross. Like. Yeah. And it's, like, I just, he came out, it's, like, the, he didn't do anything wrong. I'm, like, no, you guys were both, like, being really shitty to each other. And you were not, like, really listening to her, you know, when she's, like, telling you these things. Um, And she shouldn't have said what she was saying. And she should have, no. like. And, and 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 you know whatever so the the receipts have come out she didn't cheat on him i don't really give a fuck <laughs> like obviously you were just wanting to be out of this relationship and you ended up you know getting back together with this josh guy because he came and like you know talked to you at the party blah blah and i i do think that's a little toxic and like clearly it was like only within days of each other like whatever people are like oh it's emotional cheating i, I don't really care in this like situation because like i actually would go back to say to defend her almost again being like it's not really emotional cheating if like like the relationship was pretty over like you know exactly it, what zach and bliss did what zach did with Irene. yeah thank you yeah yes for them it was so romantic right but when the woman does it mm-hmm. she's a conniving lying mm-hmm. but you know she was calling him uh, insinuating that he was gay to him and to her friends. Those text messages got leaked. I would love to know, like, what friend decided to leak those texts a year later. Like, that's pretty fucking weird and wild. That's so, yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? Um, um, so the, there's also, that. Also, for everyone listening, that is actual outing. Yeah. Someone with potentially insider information saying something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah versus what we're doing with taylor swift <laughs> actually not a cool thing to do no absolutely yeah so i was like um i would really love to talk to whoever was leaking those and also yeah her talking to her friends it was just like not good um at one point i guess he uh used a transphobic slur towards her which is not okay and i really do hope he actually like fully apologizes he's kind of like he took accountability but like I'd love to hear a little bit more on him from that. It sounded but... like he tried to say, oh, I just said she looked like a man, but that's not a transphobic slur. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounded like he didn't get why what he said, whatever it was, was mm-hmm. bad. That's what, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm hoping somebody's 
talking to him and like lets him know that like no that was still like what you were doing was still wrong and also maybe you like she seems to believe that you did so like i i like i would love to know more about but i also like it's just it's oh i hate it i fucking hated both of it and i don't neither of them win in my opinion and um you know so we have to say so all week jackie was talking online about how she was gonna uh defend herself on the live reunion drop a bunch of receipts do all these things and it was getting so worked up and my friend and i were talking about it all weekend last weekend i said they're gonna not allow her to come to this finale because she is talking online too much all day and she didn't they kept her fucking from going do you think okay because that way they could Uh like press mute and they're claiming this because they got death threats and the show got death threats, which I believe happened. I'm not. What? Yeah. She made a story saying that Netflix asked them not to come because that both her and the show was getting like death threats if they were going to be at the reunion. But like, I don't like I, I, I agree that that Jackie's probably getting death threats and that's horrible. I don't think the show's getting death threats. And I also don't and think I'm the sure show I'm sure Irina is also getting death threats. Exactly. Oh, thank you. And Micah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there are probably so many people. I'm sure for, I'm sure everyone has gotten a death threat. I mean, truly. Not to say, not to like, that. I don't mean that those are casual things and that no. those are things that no, should be said. <laughs> right. But I just like, so I don't believe it. I'm sorry. I it's It was that she... I don't believe that that was the reason <laughs> I should clarify. And I absolutely think they were like, you're a liability right now and we cannot have you up here. And, and it was just like messy because like Vanessa was very kind to her and not, and, and kind of kind, not kind to Marshall, but like you and I just talked about. Well, then she was like the eyebrows. <laughs> okay. So I think now we can talk about Vanessa, right? Yes. Yes. We're, yeah, we're here. She acted like my mother after too many Chardonnays trying to <laughs> make jokes she was way too cash way and like interrupting people they she'd ask them a question she was like fully talking to brett and tiffany about something and they were like giving their like opinions and blah 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 and then she's like oh yeah uh zach how do you oh and she's just like <laughs> she would answer questions at the end of her question too she'd be like do you think da, 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 da. she would turn what could easily be made into an open question into a closed question mm-hmm do you believe this statement to be true instead of how do you feel about that? Da, 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 da? It was so, she was, the, I don't know her like history. She also kind of uses a little bit of a black scent that like made me cringe. Yep. 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 She said one particular word that I literally like my skin like crawled. I was like, Oh, what is happening? I don't know for like an op-ed or like a hashtag no. or anything, but enough for like, Ooh, for Ooh. Like, gross out by her. Yeah, I mean, truly. So, like, I wanted to talk about this because I wanted to, like, it, it's super unfair maybe to do this. And this is, like, a sexist part of me. But I, I, I just, because I'm not actually comparing it in a sexist way. I just wanted to compare, like, the two shows that I I watch, which is The Bachelor and this. And so, like, somebody like Chris Harrison and even Jesse Palmer are, like, so, like, their way they host is so different. And I don't think that the way Vanessa hosts is necessarily inherently all bad. Like, I... I am seeking a little bit more of like a, uh, you know, back and forth between the contestants and the hosts, but she is, she's asking these really closed questions that like paints you in a bad position and you can't like get out of it when she's like said the statement. She's like, she's like going hard, but about boring stuff. And the baby question, of course, 
is just she is asking each individual person. She's making a big deal about it. Um, we shouldn't be doing that. Like that also happens with The Bachelor. So like I'm not trying to, and I'm not saying those men hosts are better. It's just what I find is just it's fascinating the differences and the way that the what I'm really intrigued is is the way the fandoms are handling it differently. Like Chris Harrison didn't start getting hate until like the last like three years of his um residency and that was mostly because my account <laughs> harassing him no um but like most people were like ha 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 he's like our affable like daddy figure um the entirety Don't use of- the word daddy like that take it <laughs> back uh, uh. The entirety <laughs> of love is blind fan base hates her and hates nick too See, okay uh- <laughs> yeah i'm glad you said that because let's not leave nick out first of all for this show about love being blind, why did they pick a couple that fucking hates each other? Thank you. I, thought, I thought Nick was going to be like, he, he was making so many. He he might as well have been like, take my wife, please. He hated her. It was like watching an episode of Ray Romano. <laughs> Everybody hates Nick. <laughs> why did they get, I mean, I, I, I kind of liked Nick on Perfect Match. Mm, I didn't watch. Oh, you didn't watch Perfect Match? It's good. Yeah. Who's Nick? Was it this Nick? Our Nick? Yeah. Oh. He hosted alone. Oh. Mm. And he's better. It is more dignified. Is that sexist? We are. We are. We are. We should be canceled. Uh- <laughs> That's just messy. And she also reminds me of myself a little. Like, yeah. I, I don't need microphones that often around me. So, like, I, I'm not saying, like, oh, hosting is easy. And no, maybe no. they scattered from the weight and she was trying to, like. No, I, I could definitely see that I wouldn't want to, like, base her entire, like, her entire, like, job performance as a host for this show based on this episode because it was such a shit show and they were scrambling and she probably did have a couple glasses of rosé before they officially started recording so yeah i don't think we should be canceling vanessa lachey but i am i hope that she takes back some of the criticisms i guess i don't know it just was interesting because like she was really like big on like she was just picking individual people to really go for and paul was so like in a gossipy way not in a host way right yeah and she'd be like oh my god and then didn't you see this online and it was just like, but then they wouldn't talk about the other things like they didn't bring up the fact that jackie was um being homophobic so i was like so you're only like picking sides and then she brought up this video about that the internet got where Paul may have touched a bridesmaid's butt, which I did not see that. That was not what happened. No. That on the internet, and that is not, that is the dumbest thing ever. That is wild that the show did that. He was moving out of the way. You think he's going to do that on camera as he's leaving the, and he was, she was like, the bridesmaid even liked it. She was, that was such a weird, They. I don't even have the vocabulary to like, they were just making dumb jokes my mom would make when she's drunk. That's the only way I can describe it. But that was planned. They had that clip. That wasn't Vanessa. No. No, true. But, like, it was still just, like, very strange. And I, I'm just, like, I'm just, like, flabbergasted by the show. Like, the show just is, like, so... It's nothing like what I'm used to because The Bachelor is so sterile. So, it's not, like I said, it's not a full criticism. I am still going to watch and I think Vanessa sh- should stay But I because it is messy and it's fun. But, like, it's just weird, like, bringing in random internet, like, bringing in Instagram. They said Instagram, like, ten times. Like, they're just, like, bringing in this, like, the real world in a way that's just, like, so weird to me. 
And inevitably, you're going to, like, not please everyone in that regard. So that's what I think is happening with Vanessa, is that you're going to have people being like, you were unfair to this person, and you were unfair to this person. And it's like, what is she supposed to do, ultimately? And I also saw somebody say on Reddit, they're like, she didn't fucking, like, come up with all these questions. <laughs> like, you know, like, this is a show still, you know? But I do find it wild. This fan base seems almost more toxic than The Bachelor in some regards. Um, or just as toxic. Like, everyone has had to, like, either turn off their comments at times. Vanessa has her comments turned off right now. Um, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> like, people are getting death threats everywhere. Like, it's wild. And I'm just, like, I've seen some comments about Arena and Jackie and Micah that are just, like, really, really vile. And I just, like, don't like it. Like, I know Bachelor can be pretty vile, too, but... It's, it's like weird seeing how it's just like transferring over to this show as well, you know? And like the Reddit, the Reddit is horrible. Like the Bachelor Reddit is horrible too, don't get me wrong. But for the most part, the mods try to be like, hey, you're being like really fucking sexist or hey, you're being racist or whatever. The, I don't know what's happening on the Love is Blind Reddit. It's a wild, wild west. <laughs> the reunion was very slut shamey and like almost old school slut shamey because when you think about the way Micah was treated for her flirtations with Kwame versus mm -hmm. the way Kwame was treated or versus the way Irina was treated mm -hmm. versus Paul mm -hmm. I don't know the women were super villainized this season in a way that felt gross not I mean obviously we've said we've been critiquing their behavior it's not like mm -hmm. <laughs> but like the the message at, of the reunion just mm -hmm. felt very mm -hmm. ew sluts to me because also in the end the message of the show the message of the editing was that all of those women are bad jackie arena and micah are all getting like really really fucked over because of the editing and i and like they are they have their flaws but i it's wild to see how that is happening and uh Mm, yeah uh it's just it's just interesting because the villains that are in the bachelor are usually kind of villain because they're doing like really problematic things too you know i don't know and so like this is like in some cases these women just had like interpersonal problems with their partners that's a good way to describe it it is so hard to villainize people for just being bad at relationships mm -hmm. like mm. because that doesn't feel not that it's something that I'm morally opposed to necessarily even it's just not enjoyable it's just not, like rec it doesn't feel fun recreationally <laughs> yeah I, I, I want my mom mentality to be against just like somebody being yes. bitchy in the house yeah like, we could have like, just stayed being bitchy about arena being bitchy in the house and the pods like <laughs> yeah like, that's what I would have enjoyed um so yeah goodness gracious well Thank you so much for doing this. Do you have any kind of final thoughts? What are you, um, who are you excited to watch? You know, come, oh, and then I guess we were talking briefly about the ultimatum coming up because we got some big news, friends. We got some big news. That's so exciting. I squealed. Yeah. I mean, it felt like it was, it felt like the show and the reunion were just produced by different people or something. <laughs> so it felt really strange. Not that the show was like yeah. progressive or anything Maybe. necessarily. Right. But yeah, yeah, no, um, truly. <laughs> I was really I don't know I was just very on the edge of my seat this whole season um it's always so funny how fun it is to watch and then like how monotonous and like hard the discourse can be to watch when mm -hmm. the show was so fun it's all it's also like you can learn a lot about how you treat villains 
Like why? I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say, but like we talk a lot about how relationships after reality dating shows are a lot like PR relationships, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even the ones that are real and working Mm -hmm. for the time that they are. And I like looking at that side by side to like villain edits and living with that kind of like managing that professionally and personally it's just in reality tv is just so interesting yeah i i think that at least irena's villain edit will get her somewhere mm-hmm. hers is gonna work in her favor mm-hmm. for some reason mm-hmm. she is doing a pretty good job at like trying to take accountability whether you believe it or not you know listener like i've seen her comments like she's replying to people being like I'm in therapy. I'm seeing this really like wrecked me, you know, like seeing people's comments. That's so. Yeah. Yeah. I just literally, before we hopped on, I saw one where she literally, somebody was like, uh, I I kind of like a fan actually of hers. They were like, spill, are you dating anyone? And she like replied back. She's like, actually, I just got into therapy and the show really helped me find a really good therapist. And I'm really working on these things. And it like just went on and on about how she's like, trying to understand about how like she needs to like things about herself in order to be ever like healthy in a relationship and i was like okay she kind of said that in bed she was like when you say sweet things it's like i don't believe you to zach yeah that's what i said earlier this season on my live reacts i was like again she's very being so fucking cunty but like i could see that it was coming from a place of like deep insecurity and like having to perform a certain type of femininity and that that's not authentic to her and she is struggling like that's where the rubber hits the road when you try to be a certain person your entire life and then now you're realizing like that doesn't feel good and you are and you don't know how to handle it so hopefully she's getting through that and like that's great i would love to, i'm excited to kind of see her journey so so i agree with you i think her villain edit will actually benefit her her in the long run i think she will actually come out of this well and i think micah's Maybe a little too egocentric to to whatever, but also it might work out for her as well. We'll see how it goes. Um, it'll be interesting to see who she dates publicly. Um, who, who any of them date publicly? I'm actually quite oh any of the single ones. Um, I think the relationships like like how much pressure to get married on TV? Like how much pressure for that marriage to be successful? I don't know. That's just stressful. Mm-hmm. Very incredibly. Incredibly. Um, speaking of pressure to get married, uh, this upcoming season of The Ultimatum is coming up next month in about a month from now. And in, as teased prior, it is a all queer season. I am jaw on the ground. Cannot believe it's actually happening. Like, I guess it, I knew it was, but like, it's just wild to see that I just, I just saw a fucking preview with all, like, just a bunch of fucking lesbians. <laughs> I don't, we don't know who, how they all identified. Like, I'm just so excited. <laughs> You're like, yeah. for the transcript of this. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all these hot dykes, but like, I don't know how they identify. I'm not trying to. I've never them. watched the Ultimatum, but I will be watching this. What? So it's like people in relationships. Who are like either have a kid or I'm breaking up or yeah, yeah it is it's it's really messed up the first season was horrible in that regard I watched every fucking second of it but it is it's like it's it's like even more toxic than Love is Blind in the sense of like the premise is just like so weird like you are taking your partner into the situation you're like because they will not marry me and they basically get to flirt for like two weeks with people all together like it's all together and you can see each other. And then they choose people to pair off to that are not their original partner. And then they spend two or three weeks or a month or whatever uh, with this new partner. And 
it's similar in Love is Blind that they're all in the same like apartment complex. You can kind of still see each other and you live life with this new person for however many weeks it is. And then at the very end, there's an ultimatum. You come back and you decide whether you want to stay with this new person or you want to go back with your person and get married. What is it? Is it more often that people stay together? I would guess. People broke up a lot. There was only two, two or three that got back together in the end. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I want to fake a relationship and go on the ultimatum. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And there was definitely a lot of drama. Um, somebody was on the perfect match from it. I can't remember his name. Z? Zay? Oh, do you, you need to go watch the perfect match. It was I good. I know. I will. I will eventually. Um, it was also, happening in the middle of The Bachelor. I just couldn't do it. Girl kissing. Oh, yeah. Girl kissing. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, bitch, I'm going to have a bunch of girl kissing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's the queer show. It'd be fun to compare that to your recent like viewing of Tila Tequila. Absolutely. I'm very excited. It's going to be great. So, listeners, uh, stay tuned. In May, I'm going to do, I think I'm actually working with somebody to do an episode um, during the premiere. They might have a screener so I can watch it before other people. So, stay tuned for that. If not, I'll probably still do a similar type episode like this where we just kind of recap the end of it. I'll do my live reacts as usual and we'll get into it. I'm very excited about it. It's what we've all... I mean, the thing is I do... I still kind of wish we would have a gay Bachelor version because I like that structure of dating shows for better or for worse. So I am a little sad to think about how The Ultimatum is such a messy show on its own that now it's going to be like... I don't want these I don't want these queers to be the representative of all reality dating shows, you know, much like Tila Tequila was like people were like, oh, we can't do that because look how bad De- Tila was. It's like, I I don't want the show to be, you know, a monolith for queer dating. Some pageant queers, some NFL queers, mm-hmm. some bankers, some marketing queers, you know. Yeah. Fun fact, there's queers everywhere. Yeah, but we need some preppy ones on The Bachelor. So, yeah, yeah. but there are the one gorgeous redhead on TikTok. She's like a model. She's like, like she's a lesbian, and I'm like, we'd have her on. She's single as fuck. Like, why isn't she on? She's so preppy and pretty, and like, eventually attractive and sexy baby. Yeah, she's a fucking sexy lesbian baby. Let's put her on. She's such a le- she's such a sexy baby. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, love you all so much. Thank you again, Kelly. You're the best. I'll probably text you in the Gaylor chat in about ten minutes. Perfect. Yeah, I'll see you there. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Uh, uh, masturbate and drink some water. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Daycard Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at JettyBoyJames. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at MichaelaJane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Bye. Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and goo 
Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.